Part One, Autumn, nineteen forty-three, Normandy, France. Betrayed, I was always so careful and trusted so few. I never let myself get close to the wrong people. Yet somehow, despite all that, I was betrayed. There are a thousand secrets in war. I have held many. Never did I suspect that as I guarded my secrets, someone else harbored a closely guarded secret with me at the center, a secret that's remained hidden for twenty-five years. Victoire. Chapter One. Pebbles slipped beneath Victoire's feet as she moved deeper into the cave. The waves lapped against her boots, urging her on in her steps. Shortly, the tide would wash over the area, but the contents of her pocket burned with greater compulsion. A lone dog barked in the distance, reminding Victoire that others could also creep among the shadows. She had but one guarantee: danger. Moonlight served as a lantern, beckoning her farther into the cavern of solace. Her right hand lifted to trace the stones that she had touched countless times before. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. She counted, her lips barely moving to ward off any breath escaping. In Victoire's nightmares, she would trip and let out a small gasp that echoed through the cave, before resonating across the beach and over the sleeping residents of the village. Her gasp thundered over the countryside and amplified over the cities, until at last it arrived in Hitler's ear. Victoire, you knew you could not escape me. You knew I would find you. He would sneer, his mustache twitching as he erupted in villainous laughter. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Her counting continued. At stone forty-four, she tapped it twice and pushed it back. A little golden key glimmered from the moon's glow. Her pale fingers retrieved the metal as she kept her other hand on the stone. For a moment. She held it to her heart, and then slid it into the pocket of her coat. So many depended on her; so much rested on this secrecy. One, two, three, four. She removed the fourth stone, and then the two to the left and right of it, and then the three above and below it. Reaching into the gaping hole, her hand brushed an oak box. And she removed it from its location. The key turned in the sturdy lock, and the box clicked open to reveal its contents. She lifted a small notebook and recorded a few markings. A solitary golden coin then slipped from her fingers to be deposited into the box along with the notebook. Locking the box and returning it to its location, Victoire placed the stones back into their positions. And prepared to leave the cave, she remained close to the wall on the way out, so as not to attract anyone else who was also breaking curfew this evening, or more importantly, anyone who was enforcing it. Some of the soldiers delighted in showing off the moon from these sandy stretches to the local women they set their sights on. 
the French were not considered untermenschen, an inferior people, but France was undeniably occupied. A scattering of clouds filled the expanse of night above Victoire's head as she pulled the scarf closer around her to fend off the coolness of the autumnal evening breeze. She hurried toward her home at the edge of town, avoiding the illuminated sandy reaches. Leaning on the stone wall, she looked to the lunar lantern to see if it might somehow mercifully dim its glow. A dog was barking again but this time it sounded closer. Her back to the wall, Victoire inched toward the stony stairs leading away from the beach and up to the town. She was halfway up the stairs when a branch snapped against her face. Catching her balance after the surprise, she pushed the branch back into place with one hand. 